Hey guys, welcome to another episode of our podcast series. For those who are new to the Western, we are a digital hub for Western Sydney by Western Sydney. Before we jump in, our buzzword for 2020 is intention. What are yours? My name is Mark and I'm the editor here at the Western and today we're joined by the content creator and social media star, the beautiful Leanne Melody. Welcome to the Western. Hey everyone, it's so nice to finally be on. Love. Um, so just for a little context, I've known Leanne from about 2012. We met at St. Mary's Senior High School. It was orientation day um, and you were school captain. And like, I've been following your journey ever since. And it's so crazy that like we're coming back here. It's like we've come full circle a little bit, eight years later. Um, but yeah, for those of you who aren't familiar with, with who Leanne is, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey everyone, my name is Leanne. I am a travel content creator. So I work with brands to promote epic travel destinations, create photos and videos and promote my stories on social media, documenting my travel adventures. And I'm also a social media strategist. So I work with brands to elevate their social media presence and I'm building my own company to start teaching people how to create travel content and meaningful social media impact. Love. So you're a jack of all trades, literally, you know, from knowledge, you <laughs> from from knowledge, you know, you've been in MUA, you've worked in the film industry for a little bit, you worked in an office for some time, and now you're traveling, creating content, running workshops. Talk us through the different hats you've had on and were any of them what you wanted to do when you were younger? <laughs> I'd have to say I had no clue what I wanted to do when I was younger. All I wanted... All I knew I wanted to do was be a boss. Yes, <laughs> I wanted uh, to be a manager, I wanted to be a leader and just, yeah, I had no idea what field that meant. And I I kind of think that's still stuck with me today. Um, but everything that I have pursued, I've definitely gone all in. So after high school, I went straight into makeup and not just regular makeup, but special effects makeup. So I delved into the world of film, special effects, TV, video clips, short films, and all of that. And um, I was fortunate enough to really put my all into it. And by the age of 18, I, I graduated with a special effects diploma, graduating wow. from um, a really reputable Aussie um, college. And by 21, I worked on a major $150 million wow. called wow. Mad Max Fury Road. We won a couple of Grammys Ooh. and that was totally um, just insane for for the age I was at. I, yeah, I really just bust down those doors <laughs> and made sure I got there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've done that. I've done the creative route and I've also worked um, in a typical office job doing admin. I've done a bunch of random ad hoc jobs, done bridal, done face painting, very creative but I've also done like youth work social work things that have just helped me um, gain money to pursue my dreams which is now travel love well congratulations Thank on you. all those amazing accolades ah! um, well how has it been juggling you know so many projects at once I know um, I think you briefly mentioned that some of those were overlapping or were any of those sort of just on at the same time sorry sorry could you say that again 
So congratulations. Um, how has it been juggling these sort of many projects at once? Have any of them overlapped at one point or? Yeah, when I was doing special effects makeup, it wasn't just that. Um, my bread and butter was bridal. So it was, I was quite heavily into the wedding industry. You know, my days would be like going from a 3am wake up doing a bridal party to driving all the way to the city from the Hunter Valley to work wow. on a boxing film, you know, putting sweat and tears on their faces to driving to the hospital that very same day and working on another short film where it involved them, you know, somebody getting beat up and mm. bruised and then, you know, a face face painting party at night or something like that. So um, my stint in the makeup world was really all in. But um, as I progressed on to travel, I found that I didn't have the means to dive all into my own entrepreneurial ventures. So mm. there was one point, which was, I think it was last year, mm. that I was working up to five jobs. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Nuts. Some people struggle with one. Yeah, <laughs> 80 hour weeks. I was just, yeah, oh, I, nice. I knew what I wanted and I just grinded. Um, which wasn't really healthy, but <laughs> it was a test of my own grit. Well, you know, over time and over these, you know, many incredible projects, you sort of built your own, not fan base, but you've built yourself quite a following, um, especially, you know, on Instagram. Um, would you consider yourself an influencer oh. or, <laughs> or would you consider yourself more so a slashy, which, um, which is a, a person who does multiple things at once, you know, DJ slash content producer slash. Yeah. yeah. Um, slashy. That's a really interesting concept. And, you know, me five years ago would have been like, yeah, I want to do it all. And I, st that is definitely um, evident in my experience. Mm. I've really tried to like have my hands in so many different creative fields. Uh, I actually used to call myself, inspired by a TED talk, a multi-potentialite. Have you heard of the term? Whoa, no, I've never heard it. A multi-potentialite is essentially somebody who wants to do all of the things, has a lot of creatives I find are multi-potentialites. They just have the potential to do so many things. Um, but I found in my experience that hasn't been the most productive way to use my energy uh, because I get so excited by different projects. I just find that sometimes I spread myself too thin. So now I found that the route to success is focusing your energy in one or a few things. I still think um, in the same realm or industry that you're in, um, it's fine to experiment. But if you really want to be good at something, you got to dive deep all in. Like as soon as I pursued travel, my makeup business started failing. And that was okay because I slowly trickled down my, my clients and started focusing on the jobs that really mattered to me. So yeah, I, I wouldn't call myself a slashy mm, okay. right now. Mm -hmm. I'm really trying to focus, especially, you know, sometimes creatives are all up here, yes. but it's very hard to pull all of these, all of those things and really hone in on that one thing. Um, and in terms of an influencer, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I guess I would call myself an influencer despite the stigma yes. that that has. I know mm. there's a very big negative stigma around that world, especially as social media jobs are coming to light. Yeah. Well, you and, know, well, I, I usually use the word content creator, content creator but yeah. I think, you know, two and two go hand in hand. Well, so what are your, what are your thoughts around the stigma, you know, um, around social media influencers? Like it's, 
I feel like it's so much more than just people bagging people out. I think there's, you know, intricacies to to it, as with most things. So I'd love to hear sort of your viewpoint um, as someone who's collaborated a lot as well. Yeah, it's really interesting. And it's kind of unfortunate that there is that stigma of that typical Instagram influencer. But I really feel that stigma comes from those very select few that kind of make it a bad name for people you know those you see those viral articles of people just begging for free accommodation begging for free stuff um, just to show their 80k following (laughs) and i understand that's pretty cringe what else is pretty cringe is people only putting highlight reels because i don't think that's healthy for their audience and for mental health overall i think that's where the stigma of influencers comes from the very curated overly perfect almost robotic portrayal of yourself. It's like almost like curated. It's yeah, like it's manufactured a little. I think yeah. there's an element of Instagram that that desires a curated feed, like mm. a beautiful feed. But when you're doing it in a way that is not authentic, then it puts a sour taste to your mouth. It yeah. makes you really cringe at some people. And so, yeah, I, sometimes I try and stray away from that word of an influencer. But if you really think about that word and what it means, it's essentially an influencer is somebody who has a mission to impact their audience, whatever that may be, mm. whatever niche or topic it is. An influencer is someone that influences buying decisions, influences you know, is able to share their opinion. So in that respect, I don't think an influencer is a bad thing. Mm. And my mission is to empower 1 million women to shamelessly pursue what they love. Mm. And I don't think that is a bad form of influence. Well, you know, this this really leads into this next great question. Like, do you feel like your social media persona is very different from who you are offline or, you know, are they quite similar? Are the, are the lines a bit blurred or? I'm going to switch that question. To you. Love, love. What do you think? Well, we've, we've met, we met years ago, yes. which is insane by the way, yes. that you, you remember me from what, eight years ago, because yeah. it also goes to show that, you know, you can have very, quick encounters with people and not not even remember how you met but then if you leave an impact on someone you know that, that's influence and that's really cool so thank you for bringing that up i didn't even remember that from o'day no no incredible no but yeah so having known me and, and followed i guess my social media journey yeah. what do you think well i think you know when i first met you and it's still carried into who you are today you've just had this great energy and light around you like no gas like literally (laughs) no literally like it's just and I think that's probably what has taken you into so many incredible places and and projects it's just there's you've got this unmatchable you know aura around you which is really warm um and yeah that translates like and and I've seen you on social media and off social media you're the same person or I feel as a third party viewer you're, you're quite similar if not the same person um but in saying that, you know, I do understand that, like you mentioned before, um, everyone on social media, not just influencers, they tend to put, you know, the highlights of their life on social media, uh, on social media, as opposed to the low lights and, yeah. and, and, and things like that. Um, so in saying that, um, yeah, you like in, in the encounters that we've had, you've been like 
consistent, okay. which is, I feel like is a good okay. thing. Um, <laughs> but you know, um, so I, I get that quite a lot as well. Like, mm. um, people are like, you know, I, I'm always conscious of the difference between me offline and me online. Yeah. And then when, whenever someone brings it up, it's like, oh, okay, you're actually who you are on social media. And I was That's like, right. okay, um, I don't know how to feel about that, but I, I'd like to be as genuine as possible. And yeah. I feel like that's the same with you. Yeah. You know, genuine interactions, whether it be on screen, are still interactions. And um, and I feel like you pull that off really well. Yeah, thank you so much. Oh, that's, oh, okay. that's so sweet. <laughs> I am very, very intentional about how I show up on social media. I I take on a responsibility to my audience to to show my full self. I'll give it that myself online the main difference is when i'm online and i'm pressing the record button i'm switched on mm. sometimes in real life i'm not always switched on i don't have the energy to output and and be with people all the time i'm i'm a very well performing introvert in that <laughs> i know how to i love people i love working with people and communicating but um, i get my energy from being alone so you know sometimes mm. i'm not always switched on yeah but I really make an effort to show the vulnerabilities that I have and, and my struggles in my entrepreneurial career. And even when I travel online, because that's that's real. And I, I believe that's the way that the internet is going. People are starting to realize that if you're not really being yourself on social media, you can see that. It's, mm very, very visible when people are being inauthentic. So part of what my mission is and what I'm doing with my work coming up is to teach people how to be their true selves on social media, even when it's really awkward to put yourself out there and why it matters in growing an audience that give a shit about what you have to say. Exactly. Well, you know, I personally consider you and I'm sure a lot of people also consider you a pioneer for the social media space in Western Sydney. Stop! <laughs> you know. <laughs> hit after hit. Um, you've sort of organically become a role model for a lot of people in Western Sydney and for Filipino women as well. Um, do you feel a sense of responsibility? Do, do you feel like that comes with, with where you are at in social media? Mm. I don't think it has to be a responsibility. I don't think people who grow in a massive following have to take it as a responsibility but I definitely do and that's not a bad thing at all I'm always conscious about the content I put out whether it's empowering inspiring engaging or educating people I want people to leave with a sense of value from what I give in exchange for their time but if I'm not thinking about my effects and I'm just like you know saying everything um, that comes to mind um died I just lost my train of thought <laughs> where was I um, Take your time. yeah just cut that part and say let me say do me to re-ask the question yeah, the, the latter yeah, part let's do that um let me see um here we go um so you've organically become a role model uh, for a lot of people, especially out in Western Sydney, especially for a lot of, you know, Filipino brown women, do you feel a sense of responsibility comes with that or? Yeah, I definitely do. And I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I mm -hmm. don't think anybody who amasses a following on social media have to take that pressure on 
to have that responsibility. But for me, I do and I let it fuel me and I let it fuel my work knowing that there are other women in the community, especially in Western Sydney, who look up to me and want to pursue a similar route that I do, that I did. And it's it's amazing because, you know, I'll, I'll be out traveling and I've in the past, I've gotten emails and messages from people I don't know, but people in the community saying, hey, Leanne, um, it's so cool. I heard that you grew up here in Western Sydney and it's really cool seeing someone from the area just shine their light and do what you're doing. Like, I hope I could do this one day. And, you know, that's that's so humbling for me because I forget that, you know, there are a lot of people who are afraid to shine their light for where they're from because of the bad stigma mm, that growing yes. up in Western Sydney yes, entails. And for those of you listening that uh, don't know anything about Western Sydney or don't live in Australia, it has a bit of a reputation mm. for, you know, being a bit of a ghetto, yeah. <laughs> harboring criminals. criminals. <laughs> we almost did that now. How many? Oh, that criminals. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's um, it's insane, and, and it's something that you know. Whenever I used to work in in the city, I'd kind of like brush over. Oh, I'm from Western Sydney, but now I totally embrace it. Um, after receiving emails from people from other brown women who have felt inspired by my work, I realize you know by virtue of me living my truth representing where I'm from and just being out there in the world doing my thing it makes that available for so many other women like me to to do that and my representation in this space is so important because it allows people to believe that they can do it themselves yes yes I'm gonna get that tattooed Um, (laughs) so um you know um I'd love to hear what it was like you know growing up in western Sydney you know with all those stigmas you know do do you feel like it's a it's a big part of who you are do you feel like the western Sydney part of you is something you have to hide when you know venturing into the creative world which I feel sometimes can be a bit Sydney city centric you know what I mean Yeah. yeah especially I guess um promoting Sydney as a city. I'm not totally from Sydney City. I'm, mm. I'm from the West, which yes. if you think of the tourist things to do, there's not as much things there. Yeah. But becoming a personality on social media has really taught me it's so important to harness the things that make you you because that's the things that set you apart. You know, if I was like every other Aussie content creator... <laughs> You know, I I don't think that I'd live up. I don't think that I would be any different. Mm. And now, especially, this is something that I've um, I've really harnessed in in my me- in my social media is tapping into my culture and like growing up Filipino in an yes, Australian. Uh in an Australian climate, Australian culture, mm. and fusing the two because that's what makes me different and that sets me apart from all of the other million and one other social media influencers just using your quirks that you've you've gained over the years you know I think people in Western Sydney growing up in a very multicultural space we learn to have bits and pieces of different cultures and us we we learn to relate to other colored people like Mm. I feel like it's so easy to to speak to and relate with with other people of different cultures just by growing up here. Actually, I went to the most multicultural school in Australia and that let me, that taught me so much when 
I travel now. So yeah, yeah for sure. I'm I definitely am not ashamed to say I'm from here and I use it as you know, I use my quirks and my charm that I gained from growing up in yeah. this neighborhood um, as a piece to, to fuel my content. Yeah, it's really like sort of reclaiming this part of you that for such a long time has been ingrained in our head as this, you know, really bad thing, Negative especially place. with with, you know, media and how we're portrayed and then really flipping that and yeah. then using it to manifest and to empower ourselves. I feel like that's so beautiful. Um, and that's such um, an amazing thing that you guys do, that you, you create a voice and, and a platform for people from, of Western Sydney to share their stories, which is awesome because I feel we're so underrepresentation, underrepresented in Australian media. Mm, yeah, <laughs> and well, we're seen in a very, very bad light. Absolutely. And, you know, Laura, the, the wonderful founder of The Western, has done such an amazing job at, you know, lifting up artists, creatives. Um, before we jump into the next question, a quick kumusta to our Filipino um, listeners, because we're both Filipino here in this room. Kamusta. Um, so, you know, talk us through your traveling adventures. Um, sort of, did it feel weird stepping out of this Western Sydney bubble? Um, or, you know, has travel always been a big deal for you? Or Yeah, definitely. My mom took me on my first trip well other than the philippines um, my first big adventure about 10 years ago now and it was so amazing seeing the world outside my little bubble especially i feel like in the filipino community you can live in a bit of a bubble a cultural bubble absolutely itself so just to learn and escape and immerse myself in different cultures i found at that time um that was something I really wanted to pursue, but I didn't think I would ever see it as a full-time mm-hmm. job. Not to say I've traveled full-time, but you know, I'd never thought I'd be in that industry. And it's so amazing now, like 10 years later to say, this is, I get paid to travel. Damn. It's pretty cool. <laughs> well, you know, talk us through some, some of the travel stuff you've done in the past in terms of like collaborations or incredible yeah. projects you've worked on, tra- worked on travel-wise. I've been privileged enough, so, so privileged to be able to, travel to 47 countries and part of that being paid work paid collaborations where i you know i was paid to go on adventures and share my journey through instagram and stories wow Um, in 2017 i won a competition called the best job in the world to be the brand ambassador for bus about it was a viral competition it sent me off working gallivanting through Europe for six months and it changed my life wow that was the point where I went from makeup artist to hey I can work in social media and not be a wanker (laughs) 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 like I can actually you know share my adventures but do it in a way that's not like cringe and very you Yeah. yeah very authentic yeah I've been able to do I'd say about 20 24 Explore 24 countries wow. for work, and it's wow. been uh, a mind-blowing thing. It's been it's been awesome. I've been working um, with awesome brands, and this year I'm set to work with one of my dream brands called oh, Intrepid. Love. Intrepid Travel. Have you heard of it? Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, love. they specialize in sustainable tourism, and I love their brand ethos. I love what they stand for, and I'm now at a point where I can start picking and choosing which brands I work with, um, not just for free travel, but for travel 
with a purpose and travel with meaning and I can start aligning my brand to uh, brands that see me on the same wavelength. That's literally everyone's dream job, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard work, <laughs> but it's, it's so good. <laughs> worth it, I'm sure. Um, a few months ago, you posted about something we don't see often on social media. You know, you opened up about some some deep personal issues after attending what seemed to be a really intense workshop. Oh, you know, yes. what, what was that about? Or talk us through your experience. Oh, that was rough. <laughs> Which have to bring that up. <laughs> no, that I I think just last month I attended a life changing course called the Landmark Forum. For those of you that have never heard of it, it's a self-development course they actually like to call it a self-discovery course because it's a course it's a three-day event where you have a deep dive into some of your blocks that really limit you from being your true self being your most authentic self and you know some people take it for business some people take it to help aid their relationships but it's it's a course that really opened my mind to what's out there and how important perspective is because i realized from all the inner work that I've been doing this last year, we're all programmed, we're all hardwired to believe certain things and the way we do one thing is the way we do all the things. So it's really important to, you know, have, be doing constant work to make sure you're keeping on top of not only your mental health, but your perspective, your mindset. And that has really helped me shift my business to the next level, my relationships. And I really recommend um, you attend. Checking it out, yeah. Some, uh, some people attend. Um, I've actually spent a lot of money, mm. especially last year. I, I took my travel business full time. I spent about $10,000 wow. on various self-development courses, business courses, um, educational retreats, coaches, mindset, like books. I've been spending so much time working on me because I realized that when you're running your own business as an entrepreneur or even just as a creative, you are responsible for everything in your business. So mm -hmm. without sharpening, you know, your mindset, you are your biggest resource. You're, you're the only thing that can get you from A to B. So it's so important to be investing. And um, one of those things was attending Landmark plus a bunch of other things. I've just been so much more open to receiving and learning um, information that will, will better me. Well, so talk us through your business. You know, what is it? You know, how did it start? Or, you know, what was your thought path? Because businesses yeah, are really well, intricate What do things. I do? <laughs> <laughs> I know people see me on Instagram. They're like, oh, cool. You're in India. You're in New Zealand, <laughs> like eating awesome things. But what, what do you actually do? Mm. Um, there are a few different elements of my business, but I do two things. I specialize in two things. One is content creation as a travel influencer. So I work with brands. I work on the back end of brands, mm -hmm. um, on growing their social media platform and promoting different products. So I work with tours, tourism destinations, and yeah, I share why traveling to XYZ is really cool, what you should check out. So I do that, I do the content side. And there's a difference between influence and, and content creation. Not sure if you know the difference. Uh, talk us through it. Well, yeah, the, well, influencing is using your platforms like Instagram, YouTube, Facebook to, to promote. So it's a marketing tool. Mm -hmm. um, and it's using your voice to just share your experiences. And content creation is more on the back end. It's creating content for marketing assets like providing photos and videos and stills for promotional use. Um, so I do 
bit of that. Um, but ne- And I also do social media strategy. So I work with brands, like helping them elevate their social media presence. I help them strategize what's, you know, the best campaign to do to promote this destination, to, to promote their products. But now the main thing that I'm working on is taking all of my knowledge on brand building, social media, influencing, and I'm creating a business to teach that. So I'm, I'm going to start running a series of workshops, events, and international retreats that cater for people who want to do what I do. And, you know, I'm going to run specific things for people who want to get into travel content creation, teaching them how to take that leap and really get started in taking their own photos and growing their social media presence. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also I'm going to be advertising that to businesses, so creatives, entrepreneurs, people with side hustles. Mm-hmm. And I want to teach them how to, how to show up and use your voice on social media and why that's important, how to grow your following and, and create um, a bunch of raving fans. <laughs> which I love. So yeah, I'm, this year is the year for me to scale my business in the teaching world. And I'll be running things like a Blue Mountains workshop where people can have an intimate retreat with me and um, learn all those skills and classroom workshops where people can sit down and go through their business ideas and see what kind of content um, they should be producing. Yeah. And then obviously the international retreats where they get to hang out with me in a group setting, but then take away all of these ideas and put them into action love well, well I, I feel like this is a good way to lead into our last big question you know what does 2020 look like for you you know <laughs> all of the above <laughs> i have two main phrases I, I guess like you call it your focus words um one of them is being focused energy mm-hmm. because like we talked about earlier it's very easy to just get caught up in so many things but I want to just hone in on the things that I want to do really well and for me that's my workshops just having tailored focus energy building my team up Uh, shout out Vads and Triz who are my new team members I'm working with them closely to to grow this and make sure I have the the right support Um, and the next phrase is unshakable faith because I'm dreaming to do a ton of big scary hairy audacious Uh, things this year which will require me to have unshakable faith that that i can do it get through it and dream even bigger and be fearless fearless taylor swift (laughs) um so now we're we're gonna enter in um a cute little section it's just fast round questions so um just answers on the go Um, some of them are um, a bit more long some of them require a bit of thought um so I'll start off. Um, Starbucks or Gloria Jeans? Starbucks. Oh yeah. Only not not for the coffee, but only because they have <laughs> they've created a coffee culture where I can work from, yes. and they have like yeah, just an awesome workspace. I don't know how it is, but it's always quiet whenever I go. Mm. It can be busy and packed to the rafters, but it's like <laughs> quiet. It's like quiet. Yeah, it's. Like, it's, it's vibes it's peaceful i mean i wish we had a cool local cafe i could support that's not a franchise Mm. but um starbucks is just really good to work from (laughs) um next one this might be a bit difficult or it could be easy blue mountains or the sydney harbour bridge (laughs) blue mountains i have such a soft spot for the mountains and anything nature um and it breaks my heart with what's happening right now but um definitely blue mountains i have just 
built so many amazing memories that I really connect with nature. So. And I think some yeah. of your earlier work was filmed at the Blue Mountains mm, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, it's a very earliest... sentimental yeah. part of my life. It's home. Um, would you rather a night in or a night out? Oh, yeah. it depends. Wait, like as in a night out partying? Yeah, so out. like, you know, chilling with some movies or a night out partying? I'm going to say night in. Love. Like that. <laughs> no, not boring at all. I, I like to party, but honestly, I I have to really um, g myself up for it, mm. and I kind of I, I prefer to party when I'm overseas and I'm at a like a hotel or hostel that's yes. like in the middle of the city as opposed to going out in Sydney where it's like gonna take us an hour. Focus. <laughs> it's literally <laughs> like, like an hour and a half to drive there. Yeah, oh my yeah, god. Yeah. Um. So. You know, there are creatives and artists in the world who can't seem to watch their own work. Do you sometimes feel weird viewing your own end product or has things become second nature for you? 100%. Okay. I I still get weirded out by watching myself. Yeah, right? I think right in the moment, if I'm editing my own videos or like if I'm watching my stories back, sure, I'll do it. But I have vlogs, especially when I was on my bus about job from three years ago, where we have fully professionally edited um videos made by a talented videographer my partner jake uh my videographer partner yeah. <laughs> jake <laughs> and um i haven't seen any of them i have like featured 20 20 minute movies on different around different countries and i still haven't watched them because it's so i don't know it's it's weird it's like oh i've already lived it i just oh, i don't okay. watch the screenings and um sometimes i feel a bit awkward uh, mm. watching myself back i cringe a little well, not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> well you know maybe down the path when you're like 80 and old and like yeah you it's, back? it's yeah. great memories honestly i i wish i you know, it took some time to really relive those. But even on my own YouTube, after it's the second day it's uploaded, I, I don't go back to yeah. it for years. Love. Yeah. <laughs> Love. Um, what would you tell yourself 10 years ago? Oh, my God. It's something that I still live by today. Um, and that is fear, feel the fear and do it anyway. Because me 10 years ago would have had no clue what kind of shit <laughs> I would get into and, and the kind of dreams that I would be conjuring up. But, you know, if I could tell myself anything, I'd say, hey, it's going to be okay. Like, feel it, fear it, sure. But just, just do it anyway. Just dive in because you're going to regret it if you don't. And I'm so grateful that I always followed my gut instinct whenever I whatever it was, whether it was makeup or, you know, pursuing Hollywood, like I just, I did it. And I was like, Whoa. I didn't think a small, like, you know, small town girl <laughs> in Sydney, like would even go to all those lengths. But I'm yeah, so grateful I did that. And I keep encouraging myself to, yeah, to not worry so much. It's, it's life lead, and lead with love. Uh, do you have any advice for other hustlers sort of listening in? Something that I really took in for 2020 is this message, and that is every next step of your life will require a different version of you. You need to keep growing. You need to keep investing in yourself and not expecting to be the same you. Um, if you really want to take it to that next level, you have to be a different version of yourself. You can't do the the same things or else you'll be stuck in the same place and 
the last few years for me have been a season of stretching. I've stretched <laughs> so much and I wouldn't have gone there if I didn't level up and be 2020 Leanne, if I yeah. didn't be 2021 Leanne. So yeah, it's, it's about the being, not the why, what, how. Don't worry about the little details, focus on the, the person that you are. Uh, so our last question, um, any small tips for people wanting to boost their Instagram? Yeah, this... You know, without giving too much away from yeah. your business. Oh, yeah. Come join my <laughs> workshops, guys. Yeah, exactly. This will be a little teaser. I have 11 events this year. <laughs> have some one-on-one -on -one time with me. But something that is absolutely necessary, you may have heard this before. It's it's quite general, but it, it really matters. But being consistent, showing up for your audience. Yes. You need to always show up and... Be intentional about the way you show up. Even if one person, two people, 10 people are watching, don't get discouraged because the more that you show up, you will attract like-minded people. And um, also don't be afraid to be yourself because that's where 2020 internet is going. People want to see authenticity. And if you are flaming gay, <laughs> if you are, you know, white, black, brown purple like hone into those things that make you uniquely you even if it calls for haters don't be afraid of the criticism because mm. you're going to draw in a group of people who really resonate with your voice mm. and no one can be more uniquely you than you so share that share that light love and then you mentioned our buzzword intention incroyable um so <laughs> that is intention. um intention um that is we've come to the end of our podcast thank you so much leanne thank for so much. coming on and chatting with us thanks for um, um bearing with me in this heat we're both uh, <laughs> in a puddle of sweat right it's now like we're in a sauna <laughs> right now um so we'll pop leanne's instagram in the bio please check it out she has some incredible content we'll pop our own instagram on there as well um and we hope you have a lovely 2020 Thanks, everyone. Bye.